0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear. Actually, welcome to our 100th episode. We've been doing this show for like five years, I believe now. This is the longest-running bodybuilding Q&A podcast that is on the air right now. I'm here, of course, with Skip Hill, uh, 20 years plus of prep coach experiencing, and the one and only... Nelson Jones, we've had Nelson on a bunch of times. I can actually say that a bunch of times now, coach of Martin (laughs) Fitzwater and a bunch of other people. Guys, if you enjoy our content, do me a favor, hit the like button. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do, because we have several podcasts coming out each week. We were going to start today with Olympia talk because the Olympia literally just happened. And uh, then we're going to go to listener questions. So if you guys have any good questions for us, go ahead and populate the live feed here. We're at the Advices uh, Facebook group for Think Big Bodybuilding Media and Advices Radio. Um, what's up, guys? We have a new Olympia champ. A new a
1: new reign <laughs> of mass.
0: Literally. A lot of, lot oh. of champ. A lot of champ we have. I like
2: that have. reign of mass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And that's you good. have to wonder, looking forward, is this, like you say, the kind of the next step is this where the sport starts to go or starts to shift in a little bit different direction much like when mm, Yeah. or you know it, it would be nice to see i mean look anything new or any type of change things that aren't predictable it's always nice i didn't want to see you know phil lose or brandon lose but I admit, it was kind of nice to see a change and have people go, yeah, all right. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. 290, I, I think. I, is that right? Was that a stage weight? Yeah, it was stage weight.
3: Yeah, that's like fucking 335 insane. in off-season. Good yeah. God. Uh, but I feel like when uh, when Roden won, they said it was like, oh, now we're into like, this is yeah. now, we're changing, we're going towards aesthetics. And so I I don't see it being like, for real, oh, now we're only going towards size, because Come on, who no one's gonna chase him with size. You can't. It's impossible. Right. Like, yeah. He he officially beats everyone when it comes to size. Um, but it is nice to see like a legit freak, you know? Oh yeah. Because I mean it's kind of part of what the Olympia is. It's like this yeah. is the biggest and the baddest. Yeah. Yeah. And him putting together and,
2: and really kinda nailing it. And I say him, you know, obviously him and Chad, that's, it's just, it was really good to see. And I'm not a huge Ronnie fan. I mean, I, I, I'm not against him, but I'm not like, Oh, Ronnie should win. Ronnie should win. He should have won three years ago. You know, things like that. But God to see it, I just thought, Holy shit, this has to be hard to beat. But then I kept thinking, I'm like, you know, they hold it again against him a little bit because of aesthetically he's just, he's almost so fucking big that it's just not as Hmm. pleasing to the eye. But again, I mean, he just smoked everybody on size. S- the conditioning at that, that size, is just, it was just insane. I'll tell you what, I don't know the future. If it, it, you know, it's possible that this is kind of a pivotal point with bodybuilding, but I'll tell you what's what they did make very clear over the last three Olympias.
3: I know where you're going with this.
2: Yeah. I, and I, I want to make sure that I sound as respectful as possible. But Phil is done. That is done. That's my opinion. I'm not bashing the guy. Listen, I think, Scott, I think you'll agree with me. And Nelson, if you've heard me talk about this, I hope you'd agree too. I do not like the personal Phil Heath. He might sure. be a different guy now. He might be. Yeah, yeah. But I knew him for years and I knew him as a solid guy. And then in my opinion, he turned not it turned into a guy who was not solid anymore. Hmm. But from a physique standpoint, I always stood behind him. I still said He would come back. And if he did come back and make the changes he needed to, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: that he would not come back if he couldn't regain the title because his ego couldn't take that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just dead wrong. So now he was beaten by Sean. He was he was beaten by Brandon. Brandon didn't win, but he was beaten by Brandon last year's Olympia. Yeah. And now Hani, I mean, or Rami, I, I do that sometimes, and I don't know why. Hani, Rami, why do I Maybe I'm just a racist and I lump them all together. You you think they should work together, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Honey (laughs) and Rami. Which, to be clear, boy, did Chad... Here's the thing, too. And in this industry, I don't... I don't... No, I'm going to call space. I don't have a lot of respect for the giant sea of trainers out there. Yeah, But Chad has... That guy, to me, is a fucking genius. Chad and Chris Aceto. Now, that's... I am leaving out a couple other people that may be near the top and very popular, not on purpose to be disrespectful, but I have, I'm just going to say I have a lot of respect for Chad and Chris because they've done it consistently for a very long, long time. To me, that is more, more genius mentality when it comes to prep than some of the other things that I hear. And I go, that motherfucker had him do that. What? But (laughs) again, you know, that's, it's easy for me to sit down here and you know people say oh you're just you know you're getting you're you're getting at certain people because they're higher on the totem pole. I'm, I think I'm calling a spade a spade, but nonetheless, nonetheless, Chad to see him be able and I'm not surprised. The question now
0: becomes, can he nail it again or was it a one off? Well, I think he looked fantastic at the Arnold, and then I think oh, yeah. he had the opportunity yeah. to take it to that next step. But I think that yeah, that good is point. a good question. Uh, further though, I mean. Gosh, did we, did we, did any of us here think that Rami was coming? We all know that he's always there. You know what I mean? He's always a threat for a top placing, but first place at the Olympia, I think yeah. that a lot of people, including myself, thought, yeah, this might, we never, we may never see the best Rami. Uh, I thought it was, um, I I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, this has been what eight years? What I don't even know how long now that we've been waiting to see this. Best Rami and and he really did put it together. It's like he. I will say I wanted Brandon to win, and just because I like the guy, but it was fair. I thought that it it, that that he deserved it. Um, I don't know how fast we want to get into the other placings, but I think there would be some question between second through fourth to me. Got a little bit murkier to me. Romeo is uh, clear cut.
3: If you looked, I don't know if you guys look at the scorecards,
0: it I didn't see murky.
3: it. It is murky, yeah. It's yeah, so I mean, people's placings were all over the uh, like, uh, like, like you said, I, I don't necessarily want to dive into placings just yet, but it's like uh, Phil was second in prejudging. judging, Hottie was oh, second right? in finals. Oh and no, so like shit. That, this is interesting. That's okay. what bumped Hottie up. Because okay. Hottie got yeah, um Rami straight first at finals. Hottie got straight seconds at finals.
0: Are we Rain getting there? was third? Hold on just a Vinyls. second. So is is Nelson frozen for you, Skip?
3: No, a
2: little pixelated, but not frozen.
0: Okay. He's frozen Hold on it. my end. I can hear you, but the video is okay, uh, you're coming I'm not really back.
3: Pretty look at anyway, so
0: <laughs> you were good. You, we just had like a freeze frame f- for a minute. Yeah, it caught like, you in a good
3: pose, so it okay, was flat. Good. Yeah. good. As long as it wasn't like right, you know, exactly. Like, high, close. But, I have clothes, but when when I had, I mean, all my friends, we made our predictions. I I like everyone else, kind of thought if if Phil's coming back, he's going to stomp people. Yeah, and you know, uh we all have seen how dominant. Phil can be on stage when and especially like every time he talked, I became more convinced because he was like, I don't know, everything about him was I the tiger. I thought like Mm -hmm. he was gonna come back and just murk on people. Um, and honestly, when he lost to Sean, I didn't really see him losing.
1: Mm -hmm. I know know, I'm I'm
2: with you. I was one way or the other. I I wasn't disappointed, but at the same time, I could see. It was, you close. know, yeah. you know what? exactly, yeah.
3: exactly. That's where I was when, when Sean won, I'm like, I get it. But when you turn him around, Phil stomps on his throat, yeah. you know, it's like, cause he feels just intense. So, and you know, Brandon got better than yeah. last year. He was absolutely better. I have, I mean, I, I thought about this long and hard, but Phil's stomach this year. Was worse than when he left. You
0: There's a question
2: so. I had too. Yeah, but he covered it,
3: it, it. better. He,
0: yeah. He did did, did you see that. what he was
2: doing? Did you pick up on that? He like was smart.
3: Thing, he, he he does it like the damn right. On. You right. put your hands in front, you breathe, and then you. How about rubbing the rubbing his
2: hands a lot right in front of his stomach? I was I was right. impressed. You know, I went back and that's, watched that's it. So that's
3: that's part of being a good competitor, and he's that's a good competitor. Right. You know, he's smart. Yeah. yeah. Um. But it was, it was, it was it was more round, and I mean, heck. I know it can't be easy for him. There's a ton of scar tissue there. It's, right. I mean, he's had multiple surgeries and, and whatever's happened. Um, but this isn't the Phil Heath that is what we know as Phil Heath. Right. 2011, 2013, come in, no contest, Phil Heath. Um, Would you
2: agree his conditioning, though? I thought his now I only saw the finals, okay. but I thought his conditioning was pretty damn good. And from the back, it's almost like finals. everything. OK, OK, cool, because I'm, I'm looking at him during finals and I'm thinking, with the exception of what appears to be the lack of control of the midsection. Yes. Even in his ab thigh, without yes. that, I thought, God, you might be losing this show on literally one pose because right. it's that bad. Mm-hmm. But he was covering it so well. I, I'm glad you guys noticed that because even his transitions, when he was in the back, in, when he was facing the curtain, he had no problem. But before he turned around, he took his fucking time to get his breathing and stayed there and was the last one to turn around. I thought, damn, you're doing. Yeah. And same from the side. When he, the way he was angling his arm, when he would get his arm extended he'd, and he'd hang wait, out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wait and cover it. I'm like,
3: dude, you've been rehearsing this shit and practicing this yep. shit for months. Ha- you know, hats off to you. And you know, it's funny because I, I think, even though it's the smart move, I think Steve was kind of like rolling through poses faster at that point where he hmm. saw that he was doing that because what did Rami do? Rami just turned around. Yeah. Dude, I'm ready. Let's go. And it's funny because big Steve had said something after they've done, like they brought them on and off over and over and over. But one of the things I don't remember if it was prejudging our finals, but Steve had said, you guys ready to go again? Brandon and Phil – didn't say anything, no expression. <laughs> and Ronnie goes like this, where he's like yeah. clapping. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's go. And it's like, oh, he smells blood in the water. <laughs> on, you
2: know? Yeah, if was, you're 290 and you're ready to pose another round, yeah. go through mandatories, my hat is off to
3: you because my ass, it, light yeah. heavy, yeah. you call the yeah. second round, I'm my like, fuck my life, dude. <laughs>
1: yeah. If, I,
3: I, I bet living with Dennis James the last three weeks had hmm. to be hell. He must have put him, because he looked. So comfortable going he through did. those poses. Yeah, he, he did. did. You know, even like side tricep, dude. He was just hanging out there. Stomach yeah. wasn't moving in and out. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, with me, if, if if you make me go through six rounds of posing, I I'm, I'm like, <gasps> you <Yeah>. know, so <laughs>
0: super yeah, and then impressive. and then get you on stage, you know, under the the, the pressure, the adrenaline, all that, yep. and for him to still be yep. able to maintain that. Now, I, I, on the other hand, uh, we go back to prejudging. I felt that. A detriment to Brandon was that when he came out in prejudging, he did not look, he looked crisp, but I didn't feel like he looked as full as he could. And I didn't know yeah. if it was a fluid thing, if it was a carb thing, but I didn't feel like he was, he had the, the, like, there was a few percent that he wasn't volumized to give him that, like the extra, you know, what do we call it? Like bells and whistles, that extra sure. pop, you know, and, and then I believe that we saw him fade quickly. So I feel like that that was to his detriment that he got worse through prejudging. And I thought to myself, okay, his only chance is to come back volumized into, and, and that's exactly what he did. Now, yeah. if had he not done that, I feel like he would have been placed down
1: even further. Just slip more.
0: It's yeah. funny. Cause I feel, I always feel that way about Roly when
3: like in, uh, was it 2019 when he came out, he was flat. And a lot of people said like, Oh, he spilled he's waters. like he wouldn't, water or he was watery he didn't spill he was flat and when you see roly not bursting yeah he's not really that special this is yeah. like what makes you go holy crap is when he's bursting because that's what you're used to seeing you're used to seeing freak roly yeah. and with brandon he has a really like bubbly nice physique and what makes those people look good when they're just heaving full
0: yeah and, and it it, yeah. it 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 ends up making your weaknesses look weaker too. Yeah. That's the other okay, thing. Then,
2: then the question becomes, though, too: Did he play? Think about this. I, and I'm trying to put myself in in Brandon's head. Yeah. Between last year and this year, he didn't get to compete against Phil last year, and Phil's known for his conditioning. With Phil being off, it, you know, I'm going to think if I'm Brandon, he's going to come back and he's just going to try to decimate right me right. with like going back a handful of years to what his condition was before. And I think he made a, a valid attempt at that. Uh, filled it. So he may have been thinking, I because and I've said this on the show before. I'm always impressed with Brandon Susie, and I, and I want to say this before I forget. Um, an incredibly um, humble, he took that loss like a fucking classy pro. So the good things he said, and you knew they weren't rehearsed. It was completely sincere, and he admitted, "I'm, you know, I'm standing next to him. I can't, you know, I'm curious to see and evaluate, you know." Yeah. Who, you know, how good he, you know how he Rami was and things like that. He was very. I love that. It's there's not enough of that in this sport. And without mentioning names, it's a clear, clear difference. Even when people say yeah. the right thing, but their face and their demeanor says something else.
0: Yeah. He yeah.
2: didn't do that, and that's a class move. But what I'm saying is he may have come in because I have said on the show before. My opinion being, Brandon is very. Very full and very round, but he's he's more like a Victor. I'm I'm making this comparison so that people understand what I'm saying. He's more of a Victor Martinez condition. He's not a shredded, dry condition, usually, yeah. in my opinion. And he may have made that shift for this show because he was probably he wasn't focused on Rami. I don't think anybody was. He was focused on Phil. He knew Phil was coming back and he was probably focused more. In if I got to beat Phil, if I beat Phil, I'm good. And he did. So the part of the mission was accomplished in that sense. Um, You know, whether it's satisfying because Phil has, you know, obvious weaknesses now, unfortunately. Uh, But you know what? I don't want to take anything from Phil either. Make no mistake. I mean, he was off for two years. Uh, He clearly had an issue that I am with Nelson. I don't think he should have been. I, I guess this is how I feel about it. He should have been marked down in the last Olympia for the gut when he wasn't marked down the year before for the same fucking thing. It was, right. to me, it was kind of out of the blue. But nonetheless, I could make sense of it. And I like the fact that they don't want that look, but it's still there. That to me is an age thing. I know people will argue drugs and insulin and everything else. And I'm not saying that that doesn't exacerbate it or play into the equation because it does. But I still have always and will continue to stand firm with the fact that the big, the bigger issue with the guts is the older bodybuilders from the force feeding for size. For that years and years. Been, yeah. yeah. And, and he's coming up on 20 years. You know, He's about 18 years into competing now. He started in two, 2002. I saw him on stage the first time at the Northern and I met him shortly after that. And we became friends. But so, I mean, he's been around for a while. He's, you know, he's competed for a long time. He's kind of he Yeah, I can't take anything from this. This guy's a fucking bona fide badass. But I do think my opinion only he would be better off. Um, I think I don't think there's anything he can do. He'd be better off. I don't think there's anything he can do to come back better. I think, oh, I think no.
0: No, I don't think so. On the note of Brandon, it, it, it maybe shifting. I don't know. I I wondered if maybe he just didn't want to go to a hundred percent right away for for fear of then spilling. You know, like in yeah. prep, almost in preparation. Like we have to bring almost our best, but this is only fifty percent of it. Um, I almost how do you wondered, do
2: that if you're the prep guy? How do you do that?
0: Well, you just you just don't push it. You don't you don't push it to the. I mean, I guess I don't know, man. I don't know. So at, the, at
2: the I, end of the day, I would, I would you have to. You at, have to be one hundred percent, and then battle to hold it as much as you can. That's my opinion.
0: At the end of the day, I don't know if you can prepare to go like because because Sean Ray asked him a question afterward. He was like, "Did you make a mistake by not being ready for Rami? Like, <laughs> did, for Rami. did did you over? You know, like you you know you were prepared for Phil, but you know, I mean, how do you? How do you prepare to beat a competitor? Like, it's not like you're going to train different. I don't know, man. I feel like you just bring the best game you can bring yourself, you know, and then from there. But I do think you make a point, though, Skip. You are right that, that you know what, I, and I've seen it before, too, a lot of times where, where somebody comes in looking good at prejudging and then they have a burger, they've had a little bit more time without fluids, a little bit more time to adjust, and then they come back even better. It was probably more a case of that, I bet. It probably wasn't like an intentional plan. Right. Oh, I mean, hey, he, that changed. He, good. In,
3: he improved <laughs> from the year before. So it's, you know, it's the whole like, oh, are, were you not prepared for, for Ramy? It's like, he got better, he got better all year, you know? It's like, right. he was he was rounder, It's you saw the side-by-sides, he was, he was bigger through the chest, he was bigger through the arms, he was bigger through the shoulders, his lats were better from the front. Um, I mean, he was just better. His legs look better from the front. Yeah. It's really from like the back where you see, oh, his legs look slight. Yeah. Like adductor, he's in your quad. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, is it his only weakness? I
2: I kind of only think that that's his only weakness because from the waist up from the back, he's pretty fucking good. It's just he's like you say, the addu- yeah. yeah, the adductors, the calves, he's just, in
3: when those legs you know, open up on those rear shots. When, when he does his rear um, back lat spread, I thought it looked better than Phil. Yeah, yeah. And Phil decimates people in the back, but yeah. it's it's really, it's like his back double was like, okay, he didn't really take Phil there, but he takes Phil in the front double, he takes Phil in the front lat, he took Phil in the ab and thigh, and then, you know, Rami comes in with a side shot, just smashing people. So, it's you know, it's yeah. kind of hard to, you know, there's, God, there was... It's funny because you see Phil and you're like, that is such a damn good side chest. And then you see Rami and it just looks like a, a sack of concrete hanging off of his pack, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I got a question for you guys. Howdy did you open? Insane. Should
3: Insane. place higher? higher? Yeah, where no where like do you think that.
0: he should have placed?
3: I, I could have seen him well, I could have seen him as high as second. Yeah. But I, I think okay, and I don't mean this as negative to anybody. I see him ahead of Phil. Um, He was crisper. He was, he's wider, clearly. Um, He has more detail everywhere. And that's not because Phil isn't detailed. But I think the first night when Phil walked in, no, Hottie wasn't as good the first night either. He was fuller the second night and he looked crisper. Um, But the first night, Phil didn't have, like, you you couldn't see, you know, remember in 2000, was it? In eighteen, when Phil's hamstrings were psychotic. Keep
2: yeah. that picture up like, for a minute. Go ahead, Nelson they, I
3: just want to make sure he keeps yeah, that
1: picture
3: up. Yeah, I can bring like it back. Piano wire. Um, they look like piano wire. Well, I bring it back. They did not look like that this time. And man, Hottie's so put together and he's so crisp and all of his lines are so deep. Now, on Friday, he didn't have he looked really good. And his conditioning compared to everyone else looked excellent. But he didn't have the deep Ab separation that we've seen in the past. Mm. Saturday night, Hottie came back with it, and that's why they bumped his placing up on Saturday. Um, but I honestly think that, man, I could have seen it be Rami, Brandon, Hottie, Phil, Bonac. I and you know what, Bonac was good too. He could have been up there, but I, I think when we're so used to seeing Phil so amazing. Right. It, it this it's it's that's the only reason he starts going down. And I I mm-hmm. think it's just a subconscious thing. It's like, oh, dude, you don't look bad. It's you. We just have seen you at the top. We've mm-hmm. seen you at 100 a hundred A plus plus with bonus points. Yeah. And now it's like you have like an eighty nine, a ninety two. It's not like you suck. You're still yeah. one of the. He, yeah, you're still, still a badass. It's, like, it's it's like, dude, you're you're third place in the world. You're yeah. amazing, but it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's just, we, we, we look at um, hottie. Oh, hold on. You know what? Here's a quote that I have that I think people need to hear. This is a Turner riddle quote. Um, he said it a couple of years ago, but I remember because he had posted on Instagram. He goes, you have to be amazing to suck at the Olympia.
1: Yeah, you it's really just do. Like
3: it's like, you know how good you have to be to suck at the Olympia. It's like, yeah. that's what this is. And it's like, obviously we're not saying that about him. Um, but it's one of those things where, I, just, I could have seen him a, little, a couple spots lower. I could have seen Hottie a couple spots higher. I really but could have, I, too. I, I, it, yeah. w- it was really close to the top. It was really close. Yeah. Could you see? And I think it was close all the way through. I mean, that's the thing with
2: yeah. this level of body. Being. sometimes it's very, very clear. Yeah. You, know, you, you have those years where it's just cut and dried. And most, everyone's of years is,
3: most of the years with Phil is in yeah. it, that was really clear. Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. Unless you're a Kai fan. And then, you know, Kai was the Mr. Olympia, you know, not kind of not my president, not my Olympia sort of thing. But but if you take your biases out, you know, and that's where I say you make a good point about Hottie. Listen, here's a funny thing with me. I I may have the people, you know, that I would think if I had to choose someone else's body, I would want that look over. my. But you know what? When it comes to judging, look, I, I have enough respect for the judges that I'm like, you know what? I don't want to have to fucking judge that. And I'm not yeah. going to argue with the outcome. It's so subjective anyway that I just accept the, the placings for what they are. I don't really see it as, oh, so and so got through. I thought Bonac was where he belonged. Hottie, yeah. if Hottie would have beaten Phil, I would have had no issue with that because right. he was, Hottie was that fucking good. Um, yep. Brandon is so fucking good, but he's a little bit thin in the legs. I mean, it's a minor weakness. I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward because. You know, you're talking. Scott was bringing it up before. How do you prepare now to try to be Rami? I said, honey, again, this is going to be a fight for me. For, you guys know what I mean. Everybody else is going to fuck it up. How do you be? You can't, Scott. You make a good point. They better just come to bring their best package sure. and hope yep. that Rami
3: fucks it up. <laughs> That's right. And right.
2: then if you win, you'd be like, oh yeah, I won, but it was only because Rami and, was off.
3: It's funny to speak to that. So. Like Scott, you had said uh, that Rami was really good at the Arnold. Yeah. And I I agree. And apparently the only difference was Chad didn't carve him up as much. Okay. Then backstage, Rami doesn't pump up now.
1: Huh. I love that. I've said that
3: for fucking years. Don't waste your details.
2: Shit.
1: He's already um, huge.
3: Why do you need a pump? (laughs) At at, at the Arnold, Chad was backstage with him. Yeah. And, And he had him, he's like, and he has like kind of a protocol he has most people do. It's like do 10 body squats, do this, do that. And he said he was looking at his legs. And he watched his legs fill up with blood. And his leg got like 30% bigger.
0: Yeah. Like, I was standing
3: oh, right this there. This is the problem. This is what's been happening. And so it's like this guy gets huge with his pump. Don't get a pump. Yeah. And so yeah. he figured it out for the night show. They didn't pump up. He looked better. And then it's like this time, that's what sealed the deal. It's like he didn't have blood everywhere blocking all the detail. It's like, yeah. and we've seen the guy come out, and it's funny because people give him such a hard time. He steps back, his glutes are striated, you know, and then they're, oh, he's out of shape. It's like, he's not out of shape. There's just something wrong, man. You know, it's like, there's something that's not quite there. It's like, right. Rami's not fat. Rami's never been fat. It's like, the right. guy, he was doing 90 minutes on the stairs for this prep. Hmm. It's like, he wasn't fat. It wasn't like a, you know, it's like, and when you're a 300 pound dude on the stairs, for any amount of time, yeah, you know, it's like he's a worker It's just one of those things where, OK, I, that's so that is all to say. I think they found the formula and that's scary because if they mm. know what's up and it's not a fluke, everyone's screwed until he <laughs> drops the ball. Goddamn right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know? I was standing with him right there. I was at the, the pump up at the Arnold yeah. and yet he just looked so insane doing nothing. Like doing yeah. nothing, man. It was, it was probably one of the freakiest things that I've seen in person, being literally just feet away from him right, right, right. while they're oiling him up and everything. It just, it was, it was unbelievable, man. Like the fir- he was the first thing I saw when I came around the corner and he was facing away from me. I've got video of it actually. If I could find it, I'll throw it up here. And it's yeah, just yeah. his back, not even flexing, just his back and then the legs. I'm like, Oh my God. You know, it, yeah. it, it was crazy. Levels. I wanted to go back to hottie for a minute. Um, could you, you know, you saw, you said you, you thought he could have beaten Phil. You could have seen him up yeah. above him. I think that mm-hmm. wouldn't be a problem either. What about Brandon? There's people that thought that he should have even beaten Brandon. Where are you, where are you guys at with that?
2: I, I wouldn't have argued it. I don't know if you would have now, so I wouldn't have argued it. I think what, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, or if you feel differently let's be fair. I mean, you win the Olympia and the more times you win it, you're going to, the expectations are higher and you may, there, there may be this, this uncon or subconscious bias in the sense that you got to beat the motherfucker. Like you have to, you know, it's knock out the champ, yeah. all that cliche. Stuff. I think it plays a part and it. And I don't, if I were Hottie and I don't know, you know, any of his comments afterwards or anything else, I'd be pretty fucking happy with where I was. But I would also yeah. think if I were Hottie, that, you know what? I've got a chance to step up another uh, position here. And, and from there, you know, he better be like uh, Gaspari for the years during the Haney, but basically be ready to sit in yep. second place until Ronnie yeah. fucks or Rami fucks up. I, I hate yeah. to say that, uh, but he his look is great and standing next to Phil. I mean, here's the thing. Even if he doesn't beat Phil on anything else, his mid if everything else is even it, and it's the same. The midsection is just day and night. I mean, for you to vacuum at that type of size and be able to hold it and look with that condition, it's a very, very good package. I, he, now he does have some things he's got to get his timing to where he's tighter on the first day and he yeah. can hold it. Uh, I would rather, this is just me, I'd rather be tighter the first day and try to hold it and maybe even oh, potentially sure. slip a little bit the second day. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of. But you're right. Most of the time, you do end up a little bit tighter and a little bit drier. On that second
3: day, it's usually the way it goes 80% of the time. So, It's funny. I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, when he came out the first night, it looked like normal hottie, except for, you know, not as detailed. Like, you know how he kind of has a little blocky waist. Mm -hmm. The second night, Saturday, his waist looked two inches smaller. Yeah. It's like when he carved up, you know, it's like when you you have like a good carb load and it kind of shrink wraps your obliques and everything and then obviously if you load way too hard it's like your obliques fill out yeah. it looked like man it looked like he just shrink wrapped those obliques and it literally looked I'm like how doesn't have a big waist here this is the first time i've ever seen him where i didn't think his waist looked fit i'm like holy crap this guy really is more dangerous than we all give him credit for yeah uh,
2: who's he working with
3: I'll, uh honey hottie and hottie, Oh you know? shit okay yeah yeah right. um and man i mean Hadi, Hadi, and Rami. Yeah, this is going to be I a fucking moment. <laughs> uh, last year, uh, last year, I honestly, like, I could have seen him win. He looked, he looked amazing. He just from the from the back, he didn't, he wasn't a stick from front to back, you know. Whereas Bonac and and Brandon and had that over him. Here, though, it's like when when he got he technically got second at finals. So it's one of those things where, oh man, he really could be in that passenger seat for a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: and I don't
3: know how long you want to run with this guy, but I do have a question, real quick. I I know I'm dropping
2: down placings a little bit, but what do you guys think about Labrata?
0: I thought he looked fantastic.
3: Um, he was big, dude. He was big. Like I was. It's funny. It's like I I've seen him in person. Um, I, I've been whatever three feet away from him. It's like, but even like when, so I saw him at the Chicago Pro. We, like we were all hanging out at Chicago Pro, and here from from August. He's bigger.
0: Yeah, I could see that. The boy
3: is on like it's funny, Chris Acito said this about Jay Cutler. He's like, he's like he's had positive nitrogen retention for thirteen years. You know, it's like that's what this guy is. He's like, he is just a, a prime example of like positive nitrogen retention. The kid is always growing. Um he looked better at finals than prejudging, in my opinion. Um and really it's like the the matchup we were all wondering about was him and Ian because yeah. they had the ma- matchup at the Tampa, um, where hunter look better period in a story um and so the question's always been especially since hunter's been growing like a madman since then yeah um can ian bring it has he passed ian um but i mean ian's conditioning was better did ian Ian have the blue
2: trunks to the right of him who was standing next to him with the blue trunks? I want to say he was number fourteen. He had blue trunks standing right. If you're, if we're watching, it would be to our right. So it would have been to Lebrada's left. I don't know if you guys yes. remember. Yeah, yeah.
3: If you're talking about, if you're talking about,
2: yep. Thank oh, yeah, you. yeah, there he is. That's him. Okay. Yep.
3: So yeah, killer conditioning, and he, uh, he, like that, that. second night when they put him together and they were like kind of going back and forth, Ian did pass him. Um, I think Ian got seventh. Okay, yes. because
2: i was watching while i was trying to get it up on my tv and it would not fucking come up on my tv yeah. so i ended up having to switch to my phone and i was frustrated because i couldn't see um the i couldn't pay attention to the comparisons but i was i think standing next to ian and this is just my opinion on the brief amount that i saw for final yeah. or on um the finals saturday night i think that labrata didn't he, i'm not arguing that he was not in good condition but standing next to ian it didn't help because ian's condition was so good that right, it made me right, feel right. like Labrata's could have
3: been a lot better than what it was right and you know it's funny he's like i feel like probably I, I don't know i don't know i haven't talked to him about it i don't know but i think what his problem is because he's always full and he and like i i bet the the guy can't go flat you know it's like he's one of the he just has so much muscle and he looks awesome all the time but it's like it pre-judging he had like a film of water over his abs and i don't it's it could have been one of those issues where it's like first of all the show's at night and you have all day to not mess it up and then yeah, all right. the next day to not mess it up so it's like you have you have a huge tour on your hands um they got rid of the film but it, di- it wasn't like hard and crisp right. um right. you know and, and again like you said right next to ian it's just like ian looks like a a sack of Dick's dead stretched over concrete, you know, it's like, yeah. you, you, you can't, you can't, oh, that like, that's a hell of a visual. That's dry. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. It's funny. I actually, Jason Ha made shirts that said Team Dick Skin in like 2008 and uh I just found mm-hmm. it upstairs like 45 minutes ago. Um
0: <laughs> That's great.
3: Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, it's man, Ian looked killer. He, he was awesome and it's funny because like, so I think they have a lot of like the same strengths and some of the same weaknesses. So it's like, they're a really good comparison to follow. And it's going to be one of those things where over the years, they'll probably get compared back and forth because of this Tampa thing. And because they're both up and coming um, and because, you know, both big white guys, you know? So, uh, but that front lat spread has been like, it's one of those shots. that's like a harder one. And Ian just, murders in that thing yeah <laughs> he looks awesome it's crazy it's like that face is, is
2: fucking good i like
3: that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i can't it's, it's one of those it's, it's funny it's like when you watch that it's like you don't even know what to do god yeah. he looks so good I, I was really happy to see it because he's he's obviously he struggled to you nail know, conditioning over and over he's taught very publicly about like you know it's it was hard for him and they were going back and forth not knowing what to do but another thing i've heard him say is like for him he gets fuller all day he gets harder all day so it's like, for him, the night show is the way to go. That's where he's going to shine. Hmm. Whereas like a Tampa, you wake up at 8 o'clock, all right, let's roll mm. over the venue, it's not going to be as good, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Would you guys agree that Ian has one of the best, just like yes. side, it, I don't even want to say side shots, just like everything for every side shot, I guess, he he has one of the best. Like, he, he's the last guy that I want to turn to the side standing next to.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. It, he does that side tricep, and it is yes. stupid. Stupid. Yes, his waist is is it doesn't look like it belongs on someone who'd be like a super duper heavy you know
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: yeah yeah and shout out speaking of which i mean he uh he helps chris Bumstead, who made some incredible progress this year i don't know if you guys have seen the comparisons to last yeah, year the back I mean, shot yeah yeah yeah
3: wild it looks, yeah. it looks like they hooked him up to like a you know a gh drip like like that kid is <laughs> it's like literally his, his back grew like three inches and apparently, it's like, you know, they have a better control on his disease or whatever you want to call it, the kidney problem.
0: Look at the skin.
3: Less stress. It's amazing. That's, a, that's stupid.
0: I can't blow that up any bigger right now. But oh. if you can see the, I mean, you can visibly see the difference, even though it's yeah, small. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. But Don't yeah. you
2: look at progress like that and you go, God, I hate people like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know it's what happened in like eight months and you're
3: like, fuck my life?
2: How yeah, 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 yeah.
3: No big deal. Just been working for three years to get not that much. All right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You,
0: you had mentioned uh Hunter, and, and you asked what I thought about him. I honestly had no idea what we were going to see. You know, we we saw a, basically a brand-new competitor stepping out on stage. We didn't know how he was going to compare. And, uh, you know, with all respect to Reagan Grimes, you know, he came off as being a new guy. Yep. He came yep. off as being like, wow, okay, this is a great start. You know, solid showing for your first Olympia. I'll be interested to see what happens in the future. On the yeah, other hand, with okay. Hunter, I'm like, whoa, he's hanging with a lot of these guys, you know? Mm-hmm. He doesn't yeah, look yeah, yeah. he doesn't look stupid next to any of them, you know?
3: No, especially size-wise, God.
0: Yeah. Mm. I thought, too, overall, um, well, I'll say this, man. I feel like almost everybody brought it. A lot of times at the Olympia, we get really excited and then there's like three guys that end up bringing the conditioning and bringing, you know, bringing the package. I felt like, like, you know, and, and not to pick on Juan, I feel like Juan didn't nail it, but out literally outside of Juan who ended up in the, the last spot. I think that everybody freaking brought the best package that they could, which is really, it's crazy, especially for this year being such a wild year. You know, it's, is an interesting show. Plus, Rami came on a special invite <laughs> You know I thought
2: about that too it, it occurred to me when I thought You know he could have not been there Yeah like he, It was probably down to the wire because it was a travel issue And everything else too right Like he was there were questions about whether He'd even be able to travel to well, be he, here He
0: had COVID right And he had he had dropped out of The, the show that would have been his qualifier Is that for right?
3: Spain, for Spain
0: Yeah okay yeah yeah so he wasn't able to do his show, which would have been the qualifier. And they're yeah. like, Yeah, we'll let you come in anyway.
1: Yeah.
3: It's funny because like I've I've definitely heard the comment. It's like no one who's getting a special invite's gonna win, so why does it matter? It's like
1: <laughs>
3: well, I don't know. Now it does. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. I think it helps with the the bodybuilding industry, the fans too, because you know, there are a lot of people uh, you know that have those uh, their favorites. And, you know, Rami's always been a favorite because for a lot of people because of the size and everything else. And just the freak, you know, the freak size and, and structure that he has. And I think that I don't, let's put it this way. I don't see a lot of people complaining and whining like I do after the Olympia every yeah. year. Uh, even Phil's fans, I think are kind of seeing the writing on the wall
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. But to see Rami's fans. I, they're pretty, they're pretty happy. And I think even people who yeah. weren't big fans around me and myself included, I mean, it's not that yeah. I don't like it. Here's the thing with this. He, I know that his look, even if I was 16 again, is not something I wouldn't feel like it's something that I could attain. And I typically align with those physiques, the Porter Cottrell's and the people that I sure, think, sure. Oh, maybe I could look like that. And I think yeah. that most people are like that, unless you're just out on that freak fringe, you know, the thing where you go, I ah, just, the guy's just fucking huge. And he's an alien. So I, yeah. I just think that even when you're not a, a big fan around, I think everybody is so supportive because he's such a chill dude. He's not an arrogant asshole. Um, maybe it's just because he doesn't speak very good English and he can't be an arrogant asshole or the translation <laughs> doesn't come apart. Maybe yeah, yeah, he is yeah. an arrogant dick. Like, I don't know. Dude, he was but, so uh, cool like at, the
0: at the Arnold. He was yeah. super cool. Like I didn't know him personally, but I'm hanging out backstage literally all day. You know, I, I was there for the morning for amateur at the Arnold which went from I think 8 a.m till you know noon and then that cleared out and then all the pros came and so he saw me all day long and stuff and yeah we didn't talk or anything but then when we came back at night uh once again I walk in and and this it was kind of cool I've told this story before it was like these were like my my bonus points because I had I was with Victoria Victoria Felcar we and I got her backstage and she had never been back there and when you get backstage at the Arnold it's like this big you know big production it's kind of like it takes you back a little bit and then you see all the pros and you're like holy shit this is intense you know and then the first thing we saw when we come around the corner just like the morning Big Rami is standing there he looks at me gives me a head nod and a fist bump I didn't even think about it and then like two minutes later Victoria was like so we walk backstage and Big Rami fist bumps you who are you (laughs) <laughs> I was like yeah that was some that was some good yeah, bonus points that's, for the that's day
3: a sweet way to get street cred exactly yeah, so, exactly. Oh, yeah I know him we go way like, back oh Rami yeah I wrote, yeah. I wrote his protocol I'm
0: <laughs> we go way <laughs> we back to Rami. like to this morning when I was staring at him in his underwear you know <laughs>
2: you <laughs> you him interacting right with the the um you know, the the fans there in the front and everything afterwards, you know, the guy had to be beat down. Yeah. Had to be exhausted. Probably wanted to get something beat. And he, you know, he took that time, even though he had just won, which I'm sure is a little more enjoyable than if you lose. Yeah. But to take that time and really seem to, you know, sincerely enjoy the moment and spend that time with fans. It'll be interesting to see. You know, I've been around, obviously, for, for a long time. I go back to the, to the, basically the first year when Haney, um, you know, started at the Olympia. And I think he started winning that following year. So I've seen a lot of predictability. And quite frankly, you've heard me say before how boring I find the sport sometimes. And I think this last year really helped me to go, you know what, this is a nice change. You know, with Phil coming back and, you know, I would have liked to have seen Sean there, but there's just a lot of different, there's there's a lack of predictability. It's not as predictable as it usually is. Maybe that's the best way to put it. And I like that. That, to someone who's been around for a long time, that brings back a little bit of the excitement, and I kind of want to know what's going to happen, what's going to, yeah, instead of, well, yeah. oh, this is what's going to happen, so there's no sense me spending the time, you know, Orlando's in my backyard, I could have driven up there, I'm like, what the fuck would I want to go up there, and then I thought about it as it got closer, because, you know, you understand I had to move and everything else, I had a lot going on, yeah. and it's the holidays, but I'm thinking, God, it's in my backyard, and at the last minute, I thought, God, you know, it probably would have been cool, now that I see that it, the way that it went down, yeah. it probably would have been even more fun, so maybe I'll go next year, hell, I don't know.
0: What's that term they people say nowadays? It's like FOMO. I would, I would yeah, have yeah, if yeah. I lived in Florida. I would have some serious FOMO. Yeah.
2: What's FOMO? I'm too old you're for missing slang. out. Oh no shit. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, think about
0: right. it, dude. Yeah, you're like, yeah oh, man. I don't know if I. I had some FOMO this weekend. I wanted to be there, man. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I should have been there. Man,
3: I was. I had like a lot of clients there, and like, so I was kind of excited to go like hang out and you know, like, like, train with some people, but I'm. I'm kind of glad I didn't go. You know, it's like I I went to an Olympia viewing party and we just we hung out. It was chill. Yeah. it was only a couple of people. This wasn't like you didn't have to stand in line for all. The, you know, like because yeah. all that it gets a little irritating. It's when you're like, okay, well, I wasn't allowed to bring my food in, so now I have to go to the car. And you know, it's uh, like yeah, you have that. It's like I, I remember when we went to um it was last year's Olympia. My training partner. Uh, he brought his meals and we we all had like one meal left and he was like behind. Uh, and so we were just like, we'll grab the meal after the show. we only going to have one left. And he had, you know, whatever, two or three. And he, so he brings his meals in and they're like, yeah, yeah, you can't bring that in here.
1: No, uh, of course. So
3: they're like, yeah. yeah. So he had to like walk. He, we had stood in line for an hour. Oh
1: God. He had God. to walk
3: out and then he got mm-hmm. to get back in the beginning of the line. I mean, he, we had, you know, tickets are assigned seats. So it's, he still got to sit where we were sitting, but he had to go out to the car, go to the parking deck, find the car, put his stuff back in, and then walk all the way back. It's like he was not happy. Oh, back in just a second.
2: Well, and the viewing party was probably better too because there wouldn't be as yeah. many guys walking around with medium shirts on, <laughs> with inflated. Last the girls dressed like it's Halloween, like it's oh, it's Sunday, it's Sunday. Oh, anyway, I Right. right. Show,
0: this is a. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. No. I got a douchebag bragging moment. That's when you need to get. Yeah one of these oh, no! Shit, right, you get one of these and then you're just you're set
2: you're just, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're good. not connected like you are hey we aren't that well known come so. with me
0: to the olympia I'm gonna have i'll hook to you if up I need any, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if i
2: need any attention i gotta hang out with scott mcnally fuck nobody nobody's giving me anything
0: <laughs> man so um listen we got a bunch of questions here well not a bunch of questions we have a few questions but right. we figure we ran you know we ran a bunch of olympia stuff here uh, I think this is a great way to celebrate our hundredth episode. Getting to talk about bodybuilding, um, love it. Let's take a quick, quick break, and uh, when we come back, we'll start out talking about Deca, and does it cause jealousy?
2: Ah, nice.
1: Hey guys, why are you using sports nutrition that was designed for someone else? At truenutrition.com, they offer the world's largest selection of quality protein powders, and they let you design your own custom blend from a variety of powders, flavors, boosts, and packaging options, like the Team Skip blend, for instance. That's over 20 billion possible combinations to create a protein powder tailored to your diet, your goals, your tastes, and your budget. TrueNutrition.com also offers the ability to create delicious custom oatmeal blends and they're third-party tested, proving that all their supplements are ensured to have the highest level of quality and value. Don't be a sucker and pay for fancy packaging and gimmicks. Discover the source that bodybuilders trust and stop using mass-produced nutrition that wasn't designed for you. TrueNutrition.com and use our code ADVICES at checkout to let them know that you support the shows. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with Skip Hill. No S2H,
0: but we have Nelson Jones here. Um, we got some questions here. If you guys, I, I see we have a couple in the live feed here. I'm over at the Think Big um, Advices Radio Facebook group, uh, if you guys want to ask us questions, feel free. You got to post them right in the feed for the the live feed here, and uh, we will uh, we'll cover them here on the show. So, for starters, I I wanted to talk about this. Because it's kind of a topic that recently came up on another episode another podcast uh, bodybuilding nerds radio that i do out every friday on soundcloud um decca and jealousy so a while ago i did this uh a facebook um q a and somebody said you know every time i've run decca he's like i'm not a jealous guy but i start getting really jealous like of my girlfriend and stuff and he's like so i I feel like I can't run it, and, I, and 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 why is why does that happen? And I, I replied back saying like, man, I've never heard of this before. But interestingly, I had a bunch of people reply to my reply, being like, oh yeah, I, I've actually felt that. I've I've gotten these weird negative feelings on Deca, like jealousy, insecurity, and then uh, I mentioned it on Bodybuilding Nerds Radio. And my co-host, VJ was like, yeah, I get that, man. He's like, I'm not usually that kind of guy, but I started feeling these weird insecurities and stuff.
1: Have you guys ever dealt with this? No.
2: I think, that's, I thought, that was my was that? reaction. <laughs> so, I'm like, going to have
3: fun I, with this one, but go ahead. Okay, well, yeah, okay, okay. so like, here's how my mind works. I, I don't, like, I see, like, it's a 19-or, it de- made deploy dopamine, is mm-hmm. it because you're not as happy of a person? So like you're like who you already are starts like insecurities start happening and you're not as happy. So you start going down this path. But man, I, I got to tell you as far as like drug side effects and like aggression, I don't really get them. And it's funny because, um, Phil Viz, uh, he, he's like, he, one time he he's told me, he's like, man, like I was taking suspension and he's like, I don't know. Maybe your gear's fake. You're not angry enough. <laughs> but like, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of a happy guy. Um, and I, I stay pretty level. I, I, I don't ever really um, like fly off the handle or anything like that. And honestly, it's like, I, I would like something to make me like super aggressive in the gym. I think I, that's kind of fun. Um, but I don't, I don't get it like that. So like when people take trend and they just start losing their minds, that's yeah. not me. I mean, I can see like, obviously it's like, I can, might get a, a little impatient or a little short. Um, but yeah, I, so something's being like, I, I'm jealous because of this. and like kind of throws me off a little bit. Yeah. 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 I, and I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to be harsh.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep it light. But yeah, here's, here's how I feel about this. Now I will preface this by saying the more you're on and not off, the less likely you are to ride the roller coaster of ups and downs. So it could be argued that because I have been on more than I'm off and I don't cycle on and off, I'm much like you, Nelson. And I've always believed this. I think gear will magnify or exacerbate the personality traits that you already have. If you're a dick and you get on gear, you're, it's a pretty good chance that you're going to be a bigger dick than you were before. If you're a relatively level headed, you know, and, and awareness is huge because if you find yourself irritated, and you're able to say, well, it's, you know, I'm on and you know, I just started in four weeks in whatever, then there's kind of an awareness there. And I think that there comes, you know, it comes with a little bit of maturity and it comes, you know, with a little bit of, you know, being honest with yourself and, and being, you know, a responsible user who's on gear. It's much like alcohol or anything else. If you, if you can't manage yourself when you're right. drinking, maybe you shouldn't man- be able to manage yourself when you're on gear. But anyway, I, I don't see a connection between a specific compound and something like jealousy. Now I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. What I am saying is, and this is what people aren't going to like, because it can exacerbate or magnify already existing conditions. Don't kid yourself and say that you weren't jealous to begin with. This Mm -hmm. is just magnifying. This is gas on a fire. Look, we all want to we want to sometimes deny or minimize the personality or character traits that we have. No one wants to, especially in the bodybuilding community. We all you know we have machismo running. You know, heavily through our through our veins, uh, along with gear and everything else, but we don't want to admit that. So no, nah, nobody the does. First though, like, yeah. jealousy is a it's yeah, a gross exactly. feeling, it's kind of like this, Absolutely, and then for it to manifest, and then you have kind of a fallback. I'm not saying anybody's making an excuse, but question yourself as to whether you are, yeah. Yeah. because and, and, and again, with jealousy or even just flying off the handle or um, you know being easily irritated you know, you're on trend. Is it the trend or is it the trend and the dieting? Because typically those right, go hand right. in hand. You could diet without trend and still be a prick and you can be short, you can be easily irritated. So things go together. They're not just typically one variable that makes you feel a certain way. So I would question this and, I, and I'll leave it at this. If you feel that it compounds or exacerbates or brings out a, a character trait or a personality trait, then you got to dig a little deeper, get below the surface and see if that wasn't already there and you're already dealing. The other thing is, too, is anybody who's in typically anybody who's in shape and in, in good condition, they're not typically going to be very insecure. Then go to your relationship. I've been married for 30 years. My wife's cool as fuck. We've had our shit. and This has been a rough year. But I'm not going to come at my wife and it's not something that I'm going to deal with first four or five years when you have kids. Yeah. Someone looked at my wife sideways. I'd be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Because you know what? You might be trying to steal my wife and I have kids with her and fuck you. And, you know, that sort of shit. But not after being involved in in that jealousy thing, I don't have to deal with anymore. So I'm not going to have to deal with those things like someone else may be if they were just new to a relationship or this year where there's all these, look, if you haven't had problems with finances this year, good for you. But you probably have had problems with worrying about your career, worrying about your relationship. We're crammed in together with these people, sure. with our spouses and our kids all the time. And even our kids are dealing with, sh- this has been a very, very difficult year. I don't know that I would pin it on a specific compound, I guess.
0: Yeah. I can tell you that. So I ran, ment, uh, trust alone, or trust alone fate, the long acting version, hundred milligrams a week. Did and, you buy uh, I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't cry. But I'll tell you what. So I've been dealing with depression for about the last six months, and uh, five days in, I started getting really strong. Like within the first week. I saw, you know, because I, I, my strength has been at its peak ever, and then I started getting more reps and getting more weight, and I could tell, like, oh, this is definitely already working. I'd say that plateaued by about two weeks, and from there, I felt like the estrogen just kept building and building and building no matter what I did, it was very hard to manage. So I decided to pull the plug on it. But I'll tell you what, I think that it magn And this isn't like, oh, man, I was 100 percent fine. And then I got depressed. But I'll tell you what, it magnified that for me. There's no question. So the responsible thing to do, I pulled it out because I felt yep. like, you know what, this is just it's not going to it's not going to make sense for me. And you know what, too, because people probably don't listen to BNR, Bodybuilding Nerds Radio, or may not who listen to this. There isn't. there is some crossover, but the, it, it all stemmed back to a question this guy had for me. He was a client of mine, and he was saying. He actually, I think, he was watching when we started. I don't know if he's still here now. What's up, Matt? Um, maybe I shouldn't have said his name. He was like, "Hey, so we're getting ready to <laughs> we're getting ready to pull the trigger on the next cycle, and we hadn't talked about it yet." And he was like, "He's a pretty new client," uh, and he was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna order up some uh, injectable trend." and some uh Noester. Just run it a few times a week, pre-workout. And he's like, everything is 100% perfect with the diet right now. Like he's, reco- oh, he's here. All right, you just. Why don't you just provide his address so that the DEA can <laughs> know exactly where to go.
2: I'm
1: sure you would appreciate
0: that. He's here, he, he identified himself, so we're good. Yeah. Okay, um, fair enough. But I, I told him, I was like, listen man, everything's 100% good right now. Like, we're doing everything we need to do with the diet, everything else, and um. I feel like if we were to add that in, we're just going to the word I came up with was it would be a liability because everything's perfect. He's he's like his progress is perfect. And I feel like if you start messing with things that could screw you up, you're going to take risks, you know. And I, I guess in a case like for some people, Deca would be a risk. Then I would I would I guess my thought is if you feel that way, don't run it, you know, like whatever your case is whether you think the jealousy is from the decker or not, don't run it. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. Because you don't need to tolerate that shit, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, instead of running menthol, just a real quick, just, just take birth control. That way you're <laughs> getting straight estrogen. And, and you know what, you make a good point that I didn't consider. And that is your estrogen levels most definitely can fuck with your feelings that like you don't want to watch Titanic. You, <laughs> you just, you'll be so upset because there was room on that, that <laughs> the life piece raft? of furniture. Yeah, oh. <laughs> she should. Have, she, she could have helped him up there. It was, and that, um, you know, that can bother you if your estrogen levels are high. The notebook, things yeah. like that. Don't watch Field of Dreams with your dad. It just gets really, <laughs> really bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that was a thought. Um, I had a couple more things here. Um, another one is, and it, it's kind of a topic I wanted to bring to you guys. It's it's a nuancing training. Okay. I see far too many people and this is this came to me because I started thinking about it after I talked with Big Dave Smith. You guys might remember him. He he won like all the RX muscle challenges and stuff, the bros versus pros. We did really good at him and stuff. Strong, strong dude. We we're talking about this and I've seen it so many times now. I, I see people leading an exercise with their arms instead of the target muscle. And then I hear those same people complain that like my bicep fatigues before my back does. But do you, th- do you ever stop and think about like pulling with your back first? Cause the way he explained it to me is he was like, you activate the back and then the arms follow through versus pulling with your arms and then the back contracting. <laughs> Thought that was something to think about. Check your phone. all. Well, <laughs> I don't know run what you. It, I don't know what that, is. I, know what that is. I don't know what
2: that means. Oh, okay, okay, all right, fair
3: enough. Okay, run with it, Now You want it, grab it. I'll, I'll run after. Uh, okay. You. Um, it, I guess it kind of depends on the exercise. Usually, I'm. It, it depends on what part of my back I'm trying to work. So if I'm doing like a rowing movement, I'm thinking depressed scapula because it's like for me, it's like well, my back's always been a, a problem, so I'm always trying to like, like think of things to like light them like light the muscle up so i'm always thinking like okay depressed scapula every rep drive elbow in but it's like as soon as i've depressed scapula my lat wants to cramp it's like you know it's like it's it's on um but if i'm doing a pull down or something i guess yeah i I am always thinking back first and and then down you know um it's funny it's like i think that it almost takes more thought than what I give it now, because at this point I'm, I'm automatically thinking move. I'm moving it with my back. I'm not okay. I grab this with my arms and I pull my arms down and then my back. Like, I'm not really thinking about it like that because it's, it's kind of gotten to the point where it's just automatic. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I do think it's a good cue. Um,
2: yeah, I always try to explain it, that it's more like, uh, and especially to clients who, uh, you know, that I train one-on-one, um, you you basically from a from a thought standpoint or or processing how to to row and to you know do lap pulls and chins is you know to pull from the elbows. The thing is is when you explain that to someone like you know you Nelson or you've got that's easy to understand because you already know what that feels like. You explain it to someone else and they're like, what the fuck are you even talking about? I mean, I'm holding onto the bar. Why am I not? Pulling what are you talking about? Yeah. But then once they get it, they're like, okay, now I see what you're
0: talking sure, about.
1: Sure.
2: Um, did have a situation this last week with, um, one of my clients down in, uh, Miami, Manny tore his bicep. Completely.
1: Oh yeah. Old, oh, old rupture.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, um, it, it, he was doing rows and, you know, as people are on the internet, uh, I tried to kind of nip it in the bud because I didn't want to deal with the, the know-it-alls. There's a lot of know-it-alls who don't move big weight oh, and dude. aren't 12 pros, and they always seem to have a lot of opinions, dude. and, and it, it always comes kind of, you know, irritating.
0: Dude, I, I, you listen, I started posting a lot of videos in the last year on Instagram in the amount of unwanted feedback, like I'm all for feedback, but the amount of unwanted, unhelpful feedback I've gotten, his, like if there should be a metric on Instagram that shows you like the percent of stupid responses that you get, you know what I mean? Like you see like 17% of people weren't following you and 23% of commenters had something stupid to say.
2: Yeah, exactly, that's a very good point. And, And I know what they're trying to do and they're not gonna like me saying this, but it's the truth. There's always that connection where people, when they they know just enough to be dangerous and dangerous. I don't mean dangerous from an injury standpoint, but just enough that they feel like they know more than they do. They want to connect, and they want you and everybody else who's going to read it to know that they know the nuts and bolts and they know the rudimentary shit. Yeah. So, as an example, he's doing undergripped. You know, I call him Dorian Rose. Yes, right? yeah, he's two twenty five. He's two thirty, and he's rowing four oh five. They're not going to look like this stretch and squeeze contraction and that sort of shit. It's a power movement. Now, I will concede this, and and this is true, and and Manny knows this too. It's a dangerous movement. Dorian knows it all too well. Mm. I would not pull under grip if I was that strong, but I'm not Manny. I'm not a fucking pro who's trying to – number one, I think I train hard. This motherfucker would bury me. Okay, Dusty rose a fucking 500 pounds, but he's got an overgrip. He can still injure himself, but I'll admit that it's more likely that you're going to have an issue with your biceps because it's an it's a relatively unnatural movement with weight that heavy. I get it. But with that type of heavy training and that type of intensity. Comes the risk of injury as well. I don't think he's going to go back to that grip anytime soon. Sure. But the point is, is, it was unfortunate, and this is why I posted. It was unfortunate because he had started growing like a weed. We had just, you know, we started working together late in his competitive season this last year with the two, uh, the Tampa Pro after the New York pro and he had started to step up a little bit. His condition was great. And there's a lot of potential for him moving forward. I'm very excited to work with him and very excited for the potential that he has. So I was posting it is, this is what had happened. He's going to find out and get the MRI. And we're hoping that it's not a complete rupture. And it was, so he's going to be sidelined, unfortunately for a little while. Uh, And, you know, it's going to give us time to talk about the training and, and things like that. And I'm going to try to, you know, basically try to push on him the things that, you know, Jay Cutler did when he pulled Phil aside and said, look, you don't need to be doing 160 pound dumbbell presses. You're in this for the long haul. You want to improve. It, it doesn't take that. You can train. And I've said this many, many times on this show, and I'm going to continue to say it. you can train intensely without training with at your maximum strength level and still grow like, yeah. a, especially when you have a genetic gift anyway. Yeah. To, to, to grow. So intensity before weight, not to say that weight is not important or progressive overload is not important, but there comes a point where you have to balance your the longevity of how long you're going to do this versus someone like Dorian who, you know, he, he had no choice. He had to step away because of injuries. And uh, I think someone like Phil is a good example where, you know, he wasn't known as one of the guys who trained harder, like a Branch Warren, but Branch Warren was also pulled out based on, you know, he was pulled out of the game based on the injuries and what it started to make him look like and feel like. So... I use those as an example examples. We could even go to Ronnie. Ronnie was out. Uh, he's obviously king of the world and will probably always be, um, or at least for another generation. And yet, you know, the poor guy can't walk now. I'm not saying that that is directly related to the training, but it certainly exacerbated any condition he had hereditarily prior to that. So, you want to be in it for the long haul. You have to be a little bit more calculated. And Manny knows that. And we're going to talk about it more because clearly we have plenty of time to talk about it now. Yeah. And I laugh not to make fun but to add a little bit of levity to a you know a relatively yeah. negative situation. And he's handling it well. Uh, it's Jesus Christ. He was at, he was in Orlando training legs at Kissimmee goes there with a torn, completely ruptured bicep. And I'm looking at yeah. him going, don't grab those handles too hard. Don't grab those handles <laughs> well, too but, hard. Yeah, the question is, that uh, – go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, what's his stage weight? Stage weight was two. He's still two two twelve. So I mean, his stage weight oh, was so I mean, probably two oh seven.
3: Yeah. So I mean, it's like really, if he just trained, even like like Jay, or like which like where you're just pushing volume, you're going heavy, you're not going crazy. It's like, dude, you don't have that that much further to go. The improvements yeah. you are making are not yeah. slabs of tissue. And exactly. I, I figured he was he was pretty close to the top, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, whether he wants to stay there, he wants to continue going because it's relatively early in his career. That's another thing. But here's the hard part. There are those people that are programmed to just it's almost like they are programmed to train a specific way Mm -hmm. versus this is how I should train. He's just he's an animal in his brain and that's how he enjoys training. And it's awesome to be around because it's fucking contagious because people don't train like that anymore. And it's like, "Ah,
3: where are you? There should be more of you. (laughs) Funny, yeah. I I have a I have a guy who's like that, and I'm trying to beat some sense into him.
0: He, I'll
3: say who it is. It's Brady King.
0: Brady, listen to this guy.
3: Yeah, calling so, you out, public, starting yeah. now. He, so he's he's a, he's a classic pro, and he's good. The boy is so strong; it's mind blowing. Because like, listen, he he weighed in at one ninety two. Okay. He can take the 180 pound dumbbells for like twelve reps.
0: No oh, kidding. Dude.
1: He's
3: he was 192 on stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. Hack yeah. squats. Plates all the way out to the side. 12 reps. Damn. All the way out. I mean, that's that's dumb. The boy is yeah. is strong. And the thing is, like, he doesn't know like what, what like quit is he just he just pumps it pumps it pumps it pumps it it's scary
0: yeah as someone who's gotten hurt that's scary
3: (laughs) right it's 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 scary strength it's it's not so he he sent me a video where he was doing 200 pound dumbbells on flat um and so he he bailed on he he was he they're cranking easily and on the third rep he kind of bailed because he felt something in his chest i'm like you do not touch those again yeah because literally like you're you're growing too fast because like he'd he been just do- making these big jumps and we're on a rebound from the Chicago Pro still. So it's like you're growing too fast. Your tendons and ligaments are not growing as fast as your muscle. Sure. It's like obviously you're super full. You have, you're like the muscles hydrated. You're really strong. You're going to tear something. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not. It's not if. It, it's
2: kind of when. Uh, it's you when, know. Man. It's a matter of time. When, when you're younger, you're made of rubber. We all know that. But as yeah. even one year is different than the year before, and five years yeah. is even bigger. Like, yeah. it's a matter. And
3: so of time. I don't know. I think he's he's someone who's like <laughs> endless potential. But if you tear your pecs or something, guess what? You don't have endless potential. You have a torn pec, and then everyone's the yeah. like, "Hey, what's with the torn pec?" And they're like going to be on your Instagram, and you constantly you get the same question every single day, and then the judges to be there's no point you gotta yep. you gotta learn how far you want to take your career and really it's like do what do I need to get there
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I was saying to someone I was talking to somebody about this and we we brought up dusty and I said you know I feel like with dusty you know he's got heavier joints than I do that no. you know, that, that the, his build his structure I feel like he's built to handle what he does better than I could handle that. Yep. And the point that was brought to me was, so you're saying that he can get away with it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the safest good, thing. Though. Yeah, sure. But, 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 but he can get away with it is, is what, what the end point became because it, it comes back to, I had a, I had somebody, one of my clients ask me, cause we, you know, we try to focus on, using really good form and by good form i'm talking about we focus on how we're pulling the weight how we're you know handling the uh, eccentric portion you know everything that we're doing we're trying to analyze and get the most out of the rep that we can and uh, he said well what about training like dusty and i'm thinking to myself well yeah it worked really good for dusty you know obviously you know but I don't know if I would want to recommend that everybody goes out and does that. And I think it's because at the end of the day that he can get away with it. But because he can get away with it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the safest. But then the question comes, could he have done what he's done if right. he were to have been safe? And that's the same question we get with Ronnie. And I Ronnie, guess it's, yeah. it's a balance. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a balance. It's always because, a risk. I mean, it's a cost yeah. of
2: benefit. It's always going to be there. We also don't know i mean i don't know and i follow dusty i've known dusty since before he ever you know looked like he was going to do any damage on a bodybuilding stage when he was back on intense muscle you don't know what his warm-up protocol is if there's a warm-up protocol that is building to weights like this that take 20 minutes to get there that's a whole lot different than even someone who comes in and and does nothing and jumps up to 225 on a bench and weighs you know 175 pounds that's a big big deal there's age There's a lot of factors, you know, in there that every person has. They're all individual. So I don't think Dusty has a, a, like, spotted history of injuries. I know he's had some, but for the amount of weight he moves, if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't had any real, yeah, knock on wood, of course. But I don't think he's had any big ones where you, I would look at someone like that. I mean, even with his mechanics and stuff, I mean, you guys have to feel this, I would think. I sometimes cringe when I see him going down into the negative portion of a hack squat when they're, you, the plates are dangling off the side. <laughs> and I'm looking at it going, my kneecaps would have blown across the gym <laughs> as soon as my legs started to bend or I'd blow a disc out of the back, that sort of thing. Yeah. But again, we don't know what those specifics are with his, you know, warm-up protocol and you know his body is built differently because one out of a hundred of us are gonna row, yeah. you know, over four oh
3: five with tight reps yeah. like that. Yeah. And I, th- I think that you can kind of tell what your body will allow hmm. I mean Cause I mean, I, I know it's like, cause cause eventually like, let's say the beginning, everyone's doing some sort of progressive overload. You're just kind of see like how much you can get, keep going. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago, it's like, I, I found out it's like every time I touch five plates on a squat, I wrecked my knees and hmm, I yeah. did that over and over and over. <laughs> and I just, it didn't get through my thick skull. I'm like, He's like, because you got to squat to grow, bro.
1: Yeah, got
3: to squat. Just, I'm like, oh, I'll just wrap my knees really tight. Oh god, yeah, (laughs) "Yeah, I know. Just tighter. I hurt a little. I'm doing (laughs) tighter. Right, Uh, right. And guess what? Now your vastus medialis won't grow too. Cool. Good idea. Yeah, exactly. uh, (laughs) because <laughs> of wrapped up, fucking yeah, just not even gonna the muscle, and I would mess, <laughs> up and mess up my knees and mess up my knees and mess up my knees. And then, after a while, I'm like, I, I can't do this, so I took time off squatting mm-hmm. and then i just doing hack squatting. And then I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe what I should do is use a little less weight and extend the set as far as I possibly can,
0: yes, yeah. I like intensity that intensity
3: over dumb amounts of weight. Because when I went to college, I was 118 pounds, okay, so. Maybe my body isn't meant to squat 600 pounds. Like maybe not. Maybe I'm never going to be that person. Maybe I will never bench 405. It just makes sense because I'm 5'5". I, I mean, now I'm 225, but I was never ever supposed to be this big ever. And if yeah. I want to get bigger, I going to have to do it smarter. I'm not going to just right. meathead my way up you know, the ladder because yeah. for sure, that's just a great way to tear every single thing in my body. Yes. And it's five five. I mean, to be clear, that's five five and
2: pumps, right? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, it's, it's funny. Not I, that I, pump I, pumps. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, some some serious uh, red um, bottoms. Th- yeah, red bottoms. I, well, I don't ball that hard, but yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Normally, I uh, I wear atomics, and there's it's not to look cool. It's because they're socially acceptable slippers. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I I feel like everyone's like, oh well, it's like look at you, bodybuilder. I'm like, no, dude, I just pull them on. I don't have to tie anything, and I just walk out of the door. Yeah, uh, that's a like good sales. I, if,
0: that's a good sales pitch. I feel like I want hey, to get well, them now.
3: Well, I, I don't have a coupon code or anything, but uh, <laughs> uh, Jay Cutler does, so you can use his. I guess. Yes. Okay. Um, you until you add a fanny pack and a stringer.
2: Then oh, well, you're I'm, your I'm five. always wearing
3: a fanny pack obviously
2: <laughs> you're it's halfway funny. you're two thirds
3: of so, the way to do on, on my, yeah, I'm not going to wear a stringer. I'm, I'm not that guy, but it's funny <laughs> at nationals. Um, I, I was with a couple of my girls and we were about to go to the show. And one of the things I brought, because it's just embarrassing to every competitor. It's like girl competitors. Guys think it's hilarious. Girls don't think it's funny. So I brought my fanny pack and then I brought, <laughs> I had anadrol and then I had uh, diuretics. Just in case, you know, and for me, but, but diuretics just in case. And like, but I feel like you're such a bodybuilder. If you have a fanny pack with anadrol, oh, yeah. diuretics. That is, there's, yeah, there there's nothing more bodybuilder than that. Especially with <laughs>
0: if I see a fanny pack, I assume there's anadrol in it.
3: I, I, <laughs> I just slap
2: the fanny pack to see if it makes noise. Like there's something in it. And I'm like,
3: Honestly, it's like you should, you should have insulin. You should have anadrol. What else should you? And maybe, this is uh, just for
2: bikini competitors. We got to make sure we have everything covered, <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> Obviously, this isn't for the open. Uh, Last minute DNP uh, You, you need like know. A, a duffel bag for the
0: open. <laughs> <laughs> S2H wanted us to talk about um, the new TV show Trafficked. We'll oh. we'll have to watch that. The guy S2H, he used oh, to be on the show. He oh, sat yeah, to yeah. the right side of the screen where I Nelson think. usually sits.
3: That's good. Okay. I, I really do ap- appreciate it, and I, I'll I look forward to the announcement when I'm the official, you know, yeah. person on the show. Um,
0: you got to take out S two H. Signed
3: the contract yet? Uh, I thought you yeah, got I, I have to take him out. You I have to kill S two H. I, I don't. I, I don't think good he's killable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, I think, right? I think I think he has more guns in his house than I have
0: hairs <laughs> on my head. So,
1: but this uh, which, show traffic It's
3: hard because I really don't have any
0: <laughs> hairs. It uh, it's about uh Drugs it's about You know like criminal enterprises And uh, revolving around drugs And distribution all that Anyway um, Is he on it No but Tony Hughes is And <laughs> No way Yes oh, Tony Hughes shit, is on it yeah. yeah he told us a little bit about it Last week I think Or I can't remember maybe he just told me But he was saying that Tony Hughes is on it And then here's the deal Is that he ended up talking To the girl who Who um who created the documentary and uh, she went on Rogan and then she talked to Rogan about Tony Huge. And she was like, Oh my gosh, he's such a interesting guy, he's so charismatic, and you know, he knows all the stuff. He's helping all these people, and and he got so much publicity being on Joe Rogan. But S2H saw the actual episode, he wanted us to uh, to talk about it here because I guess that she takes he takes her on the back of a motorcycle or something to his clandestine lab. And yeah. uh, it's uh, in a tent or something like that. And they're they're manufacturing gear, I believe, or really something. Interesting, I
3: don't know. interesting fellow.
2: Well, I mean, it makes complete sense. And it seems very, I mean, it, I don't know about you guys, but it seems sensical and logical that, you would have that information about you on a documentary <laughs> and on the Bill Rogan show. I mean, right. you know what? I don't have a whole lot to say. I've been Here's the thing. I've been approached by a couple people that I went to school with who asked me if I knew him, and I just flat out said no. And I, and I knew oh, why. Because they said, yeah, oh, yeah, we watched yeah. a documentary the other day, and my husband and I were wondering. And it was funny because she goes, the one girl goes, we know you're not into any of that stuff, but we wanted to know. I'm yeah. like thinking, good. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm not classified with Tony Hughes. But she asked me what I thought. I said, I'm not even going to, he just, the guy's a fucking tool.
1: And I know that yeah, I'm saying
2: that publicly, but I just don't care. Uh, I just, oh, I call a spade a spade. It is what it is. The guy's a fucking tool. He just needs to shut his mouth. And it's what it is. It's it's the height of attention seeking. He loves yeah. the attention. Yeah. It doesn't give a fuck how he gets it. And I have no respect for that. That's just all I'm going to say.
0: I think I, I, I'm going to say something. I want to jump in. And this is not necessarily to defend Tony, but to share my perspective that I felt that he was a complete tool when, uh, I'll, like you said, Skip, when I first heard about him. But then after talking to him, he's at least 70% redeemed himself. Yes, he does say some stuff that is pretty crazy. Um, yep. and, and I do think that he's giving the wrong message. Like, I don't understand where the, like the attitude of, like, you know, I use drugs so that I can train less, you know, that I can sit on the couch right. and grow muscle and, you know, that that message I don't think is a positive message. It, it it condones drug abuse. And I do think that steroids can be dangerous. And I don't think that you can intellectualize it to be any other way than that. So right. I do think that there is a dangerous message for young people who will take that as the Bible. And yeah, in exchange, he does get some awesome publicity for it. But I don't think he's quite as bad as the headlines read. I think that when you like when you've heard about like the thousand milligram DMP cycle type thing, um, he had a reason and he kind of tapered it. I think it was like a day of a thousand or something like that, and then he tapered it back. And well, I don't know. I, I, I respect
2: your cond- opinion on him. It doesn't change
3: yeah. my <laughs> I, I don't. I don't c- condemn anyone who. It's like, oh, I took a thousand milligrams of DMP because let's let's be quite frank. Many of our friends, colleagues, whatever, have all done really dumb stuff with drugs. Sure. You know what? I I've participated in some of those. I I can certainly speak for myself. Like I've done stupid things that, like, you know, were just silly. Um, you know, whether it's too much clean or whatever. Yeah. Um, But you didn't promote it
2: though. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. See, I I do think
3: that that's the issue. I I personally have seen him as. So so what I saw uh, like Dante on Intense Muscle giving like all this information. The, the message always was, here's how you work smarter. Here's how it's like you train your diet, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and drugs, it's like, he said drugs are part of the equation. They're really not a huge part of the equation. If you like optimize everything, take some drugs, you're there. Um, and then it's like, health was always like a big part of this. Whereas on the other side of the coin, it's, hey, listen, you can take DMP. You'll lose this much fat in two weeks. Guess what? I take the DMP and then I go eat cereal at night. Yeah. And now I don't get fat. And it's like I I take two grams of tests because we just want to see what's going to happen. Um, it's that kind of st- – it's silly. It's silly. And so I, I feel like um, especially when – I would rather someone's first introduction to bodybuilding or even drugs be something like Cycles for Pennies rather right. than you go in and it's like my first introduction is – Oh first cycle here's here's two injectables in oral, and uh we' we are gonna work on some d m p later it's like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> come on man it's like and and i I think it could have been balanced out maybe if there was really good if he talked well about nutrition if he talked about training, but man, some of the stuff I've seen and i i don't I' admit I don't know a lot about him yeah. but i I have watched some videos, and like the stuff he says about training is abysmal yeah. it's it, there's 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 nothing like it's not intense it's I'll go in. He's like, I did two sets of deadlifts today and I did some cable flies. Like what? And so I don't know. I I do think, sure. He's, he might be a nice guy. Um, and I'm sure he has reasons for doing it. And you know what? He's smart in marketing. He is because we're all talking about him. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't don't deny that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't, he is a, he's a tool set. He is.
0: Yeah. yeah i when you put it that way the 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 you wouldn't want it to be the first thing that's I guess right. that is my main fear, and honestly that's the reason why I can't bring myself to be that way. You know what I feel like if yeah, we're yeah. gonna talk about any of this stuff, I feel like we need to do it in a way that's going to hopefully evoke some respect out of somebody who just learns about it.
2: And out of our industry, for fuck's sake, see, if he's talking about it in the industry, that's one thing. We could talk about that and say how bad that is and irresponsible. But he's yeah. doing it in a forum where now it has the mainstreams. So all these people, even the people approaching me that I went to school with.
0: Yeah, that's about you know, yeah, really,
2: right. it. Yeah, I'm not going to say it, but they could then stumble on and go, oh my god, you know, he talks about gear. He must be just like Tony. No, and Tony has an obligation in my opinion tony has an obligation a 22 year old doesn't really right. but Tony, someone like tony who has been around and knows and he's older and he should be a little fucking wiser he has an obligation to the industry to be able to in my opinion present it in more of a positive light and i don't think he's doing that and but i think he's not really
0: part, part of that. the industry though it's not like well, he, he all of a sudden up. has become part you know of what, that, I mean? you the, know what i mean he's I, a representation
3: yeah. of it yeah. i mean he's at expos
0: you know? Yeah, but he didn't yeah, come up through it. No, I understand. He just decided in the last few years that he was going to attach himself yeah. to it. I you know, I, I
3: also feel like there's, and obviously, it's like this era is one of of being very public, and I'm all about that. I mean, I'm I'm very upfront with if someone has a question about what I take, I tell them. I'm, I'm not hiding anything. But I, I do feel like the the circles with which you tend to share this information, you need to be responsible. So it's like if, if I don't know, some 15 year old asked me like something about it, I would, I would answer a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. Skip was like, Hey man. It's like, were you taking this? Yeah, I'm doing this. Um, it's very different. It's very different. So when I feel like when you, you are someone's first information and if you're just some guy on YouTube, it's like who is, I mean, let's face it. He's just hanging out with prostitutes and showing him stuff, taking drugs and all this other wild nonsense. Um, he's he's attracting a different kind of person and he's attracting that impressionable 16 year old and i i know it's not not i'm not saying you know it's like oh you gotta gotta be safe for the kids but it's like to a point don't give them the worst information you possibly
2: can. (laughs) right (laughs) i completely agree and i wasn't laughing at you nelson i just saw uh, Linus get down uh, behind me sorry about that i I was wondering who that was (laughs) but yeah I I couldn't agree with you more to me it's just off putting but you know what I'm an old guy who's been in the industry for a long time and I just think people I think people should be less selfish and narcissistic and think outside of their own uh, what they have to gain and I think this is a prime example of someone who's really in my opinion look I mean I say other people may think I'm wrong it was a lot of the same thing with Rich Piana at least I had more respect for Rich because he was I think being more honest and was just out there. And that's the difference between Rich and someone like Tony Hughes. I just don't see – I see Tony milking it. Like, I've got nothing yep. else. I'm Everybody's paying attention to me, so I'm just going to yeah, you know, yeah. tell him. How about that How shit. about this? How about this, too? Rich
3: had muscle. Yeah,
1: thank you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's like yeah.
3: If, you're, if you're banging out three grams a, grams a year a week, I hope you have some muscle, dude. Yeah. I, yeah, and I agree. I, and by the way, I feel like we should all refer to him to – um, by the name that Evan Sintipani gives him, which is Anthony, which is his real name. No Dr. Tony. Is it? <laughs> You're not a doctor. Your name is Anthony Hughes. Let's call him Anthony yeah. and call him Hughes instead of huge. Right. Cause you know let's what? Do that. How about this? How about you're really not that big dude. Yeah, exactly. Tony kind of huge.
0: All right. Well, listen, you
3: blend, in, you blend in in a grocery store. So
0: let's wrap things up here, guys. We uh, great, great uh, Olympia this year. I'm glad we could uh, get together and talk a little bit about it. Plus, talk about some other stuff too. And thank you for uh, getting together with me early so I can try to get this show out. A little bit earlier. If we went well into the night, like we usually do, then I would be. Uh, there's no way I could get everything edited tonight, too. Yeah, so, right, cool. Uh, head over to teamskip.com and uh, Nelson. How do they reach you? You just hit me up on Instagram.
3: Go to the gram. So I'm, a, I'm a kid of this generation.
0: Slide into, <laughs> slide into that DM. Slide into that DM. DM. <laughs> All right. And uh, of course, go to our great sponsor, TrueNutrition.com. You can use our code ADVICES. Awesome health supplements, sports performance supplements, everything you need. Go to TrueNutrition.com uh, for another episode of Blood, Sweat, and Gear,
1: episode 100. 100.
0: Hundo with uh, Skip Hill, Nelson Jones. I'm Scott McNally. Guys, thanks for tuning in, everybody, in the live feed. And uh, awesome Olympia We'll see you soon